It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. There's your reality that the Biden administration is telling you doesn't exist. The, the new inflation report prices up another 0.2% in September from the previous month, up 0.1%. I read in August on an annualized basis, inflation projected to have climbed by 8.1%. How does that 3% raise feel to you now? You know, you get a 3% more, but inflation's at an 8.1%. Can somebody do Democrat math for me and tell me how that works out for the American people? The average American spending uh, roughly 4200 and change in uh you know, out of their bank account, out of their pockets, while the politicians line their pockets at your expense, use your tax dollars to fill hotels with illegal aliens that they send all over the country for months, in Maverick for two years, pretty much, and now it's somebody else's fault. The, the Fed's war on inflation. This is another point I want you to hold on to because this is coming to a... It's coming to a town, a community, or a job near you. The, the, the fight against inflation that's being carried out by Fed Chair Jerome Powell could cost another 1 million jobs in this country. 1 million more people out of work. Contrast that with another figure of a million, say a million people that were taken off the poverty rolls based on their tax filings during Ben Carson's stewardship at HUD and the work that he did in the Trump administration. And you think elections don't matter? Choices have consequences. Hogan Gidley, director at the Center for Election Integrity, former National Press Secretary for the Trump campaign and former Principal Deputy Press Secretary during the Trump administration. So, Hogan, uh, we talk a lot about data security. I I remember you and I sitting in a diner, (laughs) sitting in a diner, (laughs) talking about election integrity and the work you were about to launch uh, you know, to get this, you know, out in front for the American people to work to write uh, legislative structures, to, to help write the templates, to help state legislatures take control of their elections. And now we find out that while your efforts and other efforts are underway, legal fights, uh, legislative fights and more, uh, even the L.A. district attorney could not, could not avoid having Connick CEO Eugene Yu arrested for data theft because he stored, he stored the information for poll workers, some 2 million poll workers, on an unsecured survey in, of all places, Wuhan, China. I, I mean, you can't make this up. Right, but nothing to see here. Don't worry about it. What do you, what do you complain about, David? I think it's all going to be fine. Don't even worry about it. I, I don't even know why we're upset. I mean, this is the type of thing we've been seeing all over the country, and, and this is dangerous. This, this particular company has actually had contracts with many other states. We're in the process right now of trying to find out exactly where, exactly which ones get some FOIAs going to, to get that data and information, because if, you know, it, it's, it's as terrifying as it is infuriating, no question about it. Because the people out there need to be quite concerned that, you know, their information is being stored in a communist nation. You know, it's subjecting all of us to, to bribery and extortion and hacking and 
identity theft and all types of foreign surveillance by the Communist Party. I mean, they pretty much monitor everything we do already. But when you have someone dumb enough to, to use a company that stores our information in China, what do you think is going to happen? And, and not to mention that particular story is, is, I would say, even more extremely dangerous because it, it compromises election workers specifically because they're the ones who are really a vital part of conducting elections. So this is a real problem. I'm glad it was discovered, and even you know you're on on the right track when when even that liberal person had to bring charges forward there in L.A. because that, that that's a real issue for voters, no question about it. Yeah, to go along with what you just laid out, and I'm going from the the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office release on that uh the in the release it states this investigation is concerned solely with the personal identifying information of election workers uh that's an important part of this the company connick had a 2.9 million dollar five-year contract with the county and as you said they're operating in other places uh eugene you was arrested in michigan where their uh quote U.S. headquarters are, and I'm going to put that in air quotes. So we're talking about multi-year incursion into our election systems, again, by the Chinese Communist Party, because, you know, silly me, uh, Hogan, I like to do the research, among other things, and under (laughs) Chinese law passed by the PRC, the People's Republic of China's Supreme Court, uh, this company would have to comply with any request from the Chinese Communist Party government. Therefore... Two million people, I think this is the tip of the the poll workers' iceberg. That is such a great point uh, because, you know, here in America, what we're thinking is, hey, we're America. Even if they're storing that data over there, don't they have a contract with us and don't we have the right to protect our people? Right, but storing the data over there, the Communist Chinese Party has the right to take a look at it because of the contract they have with them. That's a great find you had. Pulling on the thread, I think, is is where we started this whole thing in that conversation in a diner two and a half years ago, David. Um, and I think it's unraveling the sweater pretty quick all across this country with all types of problems. This is one, I think, that opens the eyes of a lot of people, especially in California, who um, you know are, are, are going along, going about their lives every day with a crazy governor, with crazy people. Uh, holding elected office up and up and down uh, one side and the other. And then all of a sudden they realize, wait a minute, our elected officials are allowing this company to do that. This is a real, real crisis for the future of this country. Let's, let's be honest, whatever we want passed, whatever laws we want in place to, to do whatever, whether it's with crime, whether it's with inflation, cost of living, Southern border, um, you know, gas prices, energy prices, all those things, you can't get anything done unless you get people elected to do the things you want them to do. But it's getting more difficult to get them elected with all of the crazy things we're finding out um, you know, happening in these areas. And this is a perfect example of that. And it's not just the concern on Election Day. It's a concern for the safety and security of our elections for decades because you know, these, these contracts, I think we're going to find out, extend back quite some time with other companies as well. But this one in particular, it's, it's several years here, several cycles. It, it's, it's systemic. 
you know, the left always talks about systemic problems all over the country. This is one that I believe is systemic. And if you, if you, if your elections are compromised, it's going to be really tough to get the people in office you want in office to do the things you want them to do. And so that's what we've been working on so hard. And, and as more people begin to look at this, and I'll just say it in this kind of euphemism, you know, it's, if, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. And so we've been really kind of canvassing all over this country, going into some of the most problematic areas, targeting different states, different uh, specific counties, and finding some of these problems. More and more people are looking into this, and, and it's getting uglier and uglier every single day. My guest, Hogan Gidley, I think they just know your voice by now, Hogan, director at the Center <laughs> for Election Integrity, is recently. Is that a crack about my accent, David? No, 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 no. The voice okay. is well known. Never a crack. Mm-hmm. We, we've worked together too long. I made those cracks a long time ago. There's another part of this. Well, they probably made cracks about the two of us because me as a white man and you as a southerner. But anyway. <laughs> right. I forgot about that. That's right. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Here's something else that a couple common sense questions, right? You and I have had business conversations, political conversations, and common sense who vets and approves these contracts comes to mind. You know, at some point, five-year contract, there's a review of a contract. In business, you review. What are you, you, you make sure you understand who the contract involves, what are the parties to the contract. Well, if the party to the contract is the Chinese Communist Party and it's not hidden knowledge, you can, anyone can Google PRC Supreme Court, you know, Chinese companies, Chinese-based companies, you can use several search terms and get to the facts of how this operates. That means that either somebody vetted this and said, eh, no problem, we'll just let them have it, or they didn't vet it. Both are dangerous. That is, man, you're, you're, on, you're on it today, David. That, that's exactly right, because either way it's bad for the people. Either way it compromises American citizens. Either way it, 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 it allows the potential... For, for threats on our people, for bribery, um, for all the things I mentioned before. And, and, you know, these elected officials across this country, either through stupidity, ignorance, laziness, or maliciousness, are violating our, our laws. And the same thing applies here with these contracts. I don't know who's reviewing them, but they're getting done and they're getting signed, and they're multi-year contracts. Um, for, for millions of dollars, millions of dollars. And is there no ability to go back and say, wait a minute, let me double check a few things. Let me evaluate something after six months, after a year. I mean, the stupidity or, or ignorance or, or whatever it may be with these elected officials who continue to enter into these agreements and then not get in, not, you know, and, and, and face no fallout or ramification for it. I mean, you, not the same subject, but similar in that, you know, you have someone in, in, in Flint, Michigan, for example, you know, uh, the, the, the elected official there had 422 Democrats hired as opposed to just 27 re- Republicans for election inspectors. She got caught. She got in trouble. The, the secretary of state in Michigan finds 20, we find 26, uh, 26,000 dead people on the rolls of Michigan. She won't take them off. All kinds of things like this are problematic. And then when you have issues on election day, you know, with the, the fraud and the abuse and the irregularities and the illegalities, contracts have been signed. You know, elected officials have been elected. 
to make sure these things don't happen. And then when they do, it's like everyone just turns around and says, it's no big deal, nothing to see here, and then re-up the contracts. The failure, I mean, that wouldn't happen in any other aspect. Think of a football game, for heaven's sakes. If your quarterback keeps throwing interceptions, who cares what his contract is? He's going to get fired sooner or later. It's like only in government can you fail upward consistently. And this is a private sector issue, as you know, but it's a government person who approved the contract. So, again, I think the people are starting to wake up to this. They're starting to see it thanks to reporting like you've been doing, David, the commentary you've been doing and exposing what's happening out there is so vital for the American people because knowledge is power. It's an old saying. It's trite, but it's true. And the more we learn about it, the more powerful we become. There's another group of people in this story, and it's those that are supposed to report on the story. One particular person, I've read him for some time as prep for the show, and I can't call him anything more than a a leftist, and occasionally I would say even a communist sympathizer, Stuart Thompson at the New York Times. On October 3rd, 2022, he tweeted out, and I'm going to give you two tweets here. October 3rd. At an invitation-only conference in August at a secret location southeast of Phoenix, a group of election deniers unspooled a new conspiracy theory about the 2020 presidential outcome. Using threadbare evidence or none at all, the group suggested that a small American election software company, Connick, had secret ties to the Chinese Communist Party and had given the Chinese government backdoor access to personal data about 2 million poll workers in the United States, according to online accounts from several people at the conference. That's October 3rd, 2022. So hang on, everybody. (sighs) Deep breaths. October 4th, 2022. The top executive, same person, Stuart Thompson, New York Times, the top executive of an elections technology company that has been the focus of attention among election deniers was arrested by Los Angeles County officials in connection with an investigation into the possible theft of personal information about poll workers, the county said on Tuesday. I'm just, I I don't know if I'm even beside myself anymore. Uh, He goes on, and I, I said tweet in an article in the New York Times. Let me correct myself on that. The, the, it's, it's not ignorance for these reporters. It's deliberate. They will lie one day and admit that the lie was wrong the next day because they have no choice. But there's also no ramification. There's no fallout from it, right? He's not fired for reporting something wrong and going with it. The entire media establishment pushed a Russia collusion hoax for three years, David, three and a half years. Now we're finding out all types of salacious information, even though it was already debunked. And the reporters didn't give back any of their awards. They didn't get fired. The same thing applies here. You know, I, I often hear people talk about this Mar-a-Lago raid, and they'll say something to me like, you know, the FBI, there's no way they did this. They're not stupid enough to go in there and take all that stuff if they really don't have the goods on Trump. And I said, it's not stupidity. It's arrogance. They've gotten away with it for so long. They don't get fallout when they lie in front of Congress. All these three-letter agencies are funded, uh, you know, up to, the, up to their eyebrows. They never have any problems with funding. They never get in trouble. It's the same thing with reporters. And so one day you can say, look at these election deniers, ha-ha, and then say, look at this. This company actually has a problem storing stuff in China. The executive gets arrested, and he still – notice how he still calls them election deniers in the 
in the story. Another weapon the left uses so often, obviously, is nomenclature. It's the Inflation Reduction Act doesn't reduce inflation. It's the don't say gay bill doesn't use the word gay. Like 63% of people in this country think that you can't use the word gay in Florida. 63% of Democrats believe, excuse me, 63% of Americans also believe that overturning Roe v. Wade means no abortion anywhere outlawed across the country. Talk about your all-time misinformation and disinformation campaigns. These reporters do this on every subject that they don't want to deal with. So in 2016, when Kamala Harris and Nancy Pelosi and, and, and uh, Chuck Schumer and Val Demings and everyone else out there saying the election's fraudulent, Trump's illegitimate, it's Russia, 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 right? It was your patriotic duty to question that election. If you didn't, you were somehow in league with Russia and, and on the same page as Vladimir Putin. Now you ask a question about something you saw in your own polling place where someone voted twice or you went in to vote and all of a sudden it turns out someone had voted in my name. You're an election denier. You're tagged with that for, for the rest of your life and you're lumped in in a story like that and the name tries to undervalue or, or discredit um, you know, anybody who has legitimate questions. But it only happens one way. And if you notice something that was so infuriating in the White House, we used to say this all the time with Trump. Have you ever noticed the mistakes the left makes? You just hit on your point of just being on purpose. The mistakes the left makes, or the media makes, rather, it never mistakes in our favor. Have you seen that? I'm using mistakes as a verb there. It never mistakes in right. our favor. They, they never Absolutely. Say, oh, it's 25 million jobs added. Oh, sorry, we, we didn't mean that. It was actually only 10 million new jobs added. Oh, oh sorry. You know, um, that's the type of thing they do on purpose. It never cuts – it's all the algorithms on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram – they never glitch in our favor. So these types of reporters who do this stuff, as you just point out, articulately on purpose, need to be held to account. But the higher-ups in the New York Times don't care, don't want to do it. It happens all the time on every single topic. As long as it cuts against conservatives, they don't care. Sorry to go on that rant. It's just very infuriating. Well, it's fact-based. It, it is absolutely fact-based. Other points in this as we wrap up here. Uh, the FBI investigation into Connick was a 15-month, 15-month, that we know of, 15-month investigation. And by the way, kudos to Catherine Engelbrecht and uh, Greg Phillips over at True the Vote because they discovered this. And they were called, again, amongst all the other names, deniers, conspiracy theorists, uh, but this is a national security risk to our country. Yeah, it is. And, you know, again, I, it's the old joke, what's the difference between a conspiracy theory and, and the truth is about six months. I think that's about the difference because it turns out all the things we were talking talking about during the last election and all the things we were talking about with Russia and all these other things, turns out they weren't conspiracy theories. They were spoiler alerts. And we now know so much more than we did. Now, again, if you notice, you're talking about the 15-month investigation time it always seems like it takes the left about 15 days to get something out on on conservatives 15 days 15 months it takes right it takes over a year to to say the hunter biden laptop is real even though all the videos are floating around of him actually committing felonies and paying for prostitutes and doing crack and all these things it takes them forever to kind of get to the actual truth whereas with us they just start throwing out allegations with no evidence whatsoever but kudos to catherine and those folks have done a great job here. And 
again, hitting on a very good point, it is a national security issue. Like a lot of things right now, we know Joe Biden's domestic policy is just crushing Americans. But his foreign policy, not good either. The rest of the world is in chaos right now with a potential nuclear strike from Russia. And things like this are, are kind of par for the course with the administration, turning a blind eye to what communist China is doing, how they're attacking Americans through cybersecurity, and you know, hacking us through things like TikTok and other types of apps that they control. That's one thing. When you have a company literally storing all of our information in China, so it gives the right of the Chinese Communist Party to look at it, well, that's a whole different level of stupid. That's a whole different level of maliciousness, and that's something that I think we have to stop. And, and thanks to you for exposing it and having conversations about it. Well, we're working together on this, Hogan. There's a lot of work to be done. What you do at the Center for Election Integrity with helping legislators in the states write the legislation, we've got a, we've got a long fight ahead, my friend, and I always appreciate it. Uh, we'll have to get together at a diner soon and make more plans <laughs> before they take our poll worker I, data. I, I, think after, I think after this election, David, we need to shift it from a diner to a bar. My goodness, <laughs> we take some of the pain away. I don't think eggs and bacon are going to do it this time. You got it. Hogan Gidley, uh, my friend and director of the Center for Election Integrity. Thank you. Thanks so much. You can join me live on the David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.